Thank you for subscribing to KCWG The Truth Extra, our premium content channel. We have copies of our shows, plus exclusive content from our hosts and their guests. Also, as a subscriber, you'll be invited to participate in giveaways and events. Thank you for supporting and listening to KCWGTheTruth.com, the best internet radio on the planet. Talk Uncut, KCWGTheTruth.com. Glad to have you back. I'm chilling today. I'm T. Russ, your host. Waiting on my boy to get in the studio, DJ Rome. I think my boy is uh, trying to hit the 91 and the Cali freeways. You know how it is. What a day. We have an awesome show for you. But before I let you know what we're going to talk about, I just want to give a shout out to all the hardworking people out there. All the single parents. Uh, I got my little boy in here today with me. Uh, we call him Lil' Kesey Bug. And so he's at the studio with Dad. However, with that being said, if you are want to call in, uh, dial in at 951-520-1037. I would love to hear what you're thinking about and how you feel about the different things that we're talking about. Today's topic is... The, Facebook killer. So we're going to talk about some things. And uh, we're going to vibe. And uh, I'm waiting on my boy uh, DJ Rome to come in. But with that being said, uh, there's a lot of controversy in the news today about the uh, Facebook killer. Uh, I actually had the opportunity to get on Facebook and uh, watch some of the uh, the scenes. Um, I did see him, you know, shoot the older man, 74, 75 years old. I also saw the response from his family. It was very devastating. Uh, my condolences to the family. Um, within the all this opposition that's going on, one of the thing or one of the common denominators that uh, was prevalent was the fact that there was a female involved. And apparently this young man had some issues with his relationship and felt that everything crumbled around him. And that uh, because of that relationship or the lack of foundation, he kind of took it back all the way from when he was growing up and uh, felt that he was demeaned by people, uh, maybe by his classmates all his life. And one of the, the signs that you hear people say is, all my life. And so he went on a shooting rampage, apparently only shot the older man that was unarmed and shot him in cold blood. And um, he eventually took his own life. 
and uh, before he could stand trial. We also had a situation uh, up in Fresno. It's, there's situations all around the country uh, where you see men of color, especially black men now, are they're taking their, their lives. They're taking lives, and they're, it's over relationships. And so we're going to talk about today, and I definitely, if you're out there, I want you to call in and chime and, and, just, and just vibe with me and tell me what you think. I want to start it off uh, a little bit about my life uh, when I had a situation like that, which is very deep. And so just sit back and uh, relax, get some lemonade, uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and vibe with us. Um, I'm going to take you on this little journey and uh, just, you know, vibe with me, take some notes. And hear what I'm saying. Um, be You're listening objective. to exciting um, premium content and, uh, on KCWG. And, and kind of the on how you would deal with things if it was your life. Uh, when I was in the army, I had a very young relationship. I was 18 years old, and I had a wife that was 16 years old. Believe it or not, and uh, I was in the military, and I really didn't know myself. I really had a lot of insecurities, and I'm talking about this because when I look at insecurities, I look at how the men that were on this rampage, not just the Facebook killer, but other men that are claiming that they had bad relationship and that's why they shot people or they shot the girlfriend or they shot other people. Um, Basically, I was in that same situation where I was basically very insecure person, um, didn't know who I was especially in the military. And if you're in the military and you have been in the military, you have to have a relationship that is sound. One of the things, if you don't have it, people will sleep with your wife. Uh, I don't know why that is. I think it's the fact that people don't know each other. They go in stressful situations. It's a stressful environment. Um, You don't get any pre-counseling. You don't know who you are. She doesn't know who she is. And so they see different uh, types of personalities or different type of men that they believe is fascinating, uh, maybe a little lust got in there, and so things happen. With me, um, I really didn't have a clue about life being 18, 19 years old, and I had a best friend, and my best friend um, was having an intermarriage affair with my wife, and it got so deep that my battalion knew about it. Now, I'm sharing this with you because I'm definitely healed. That's been 30 years ago, but I wanted to touch on it because things happen like that every day. Well, long story short, um, I believe that was the the point of my psychosis. It was pride. It was the fact that how dare her. It was the fact that how dare you. I thought you were my friend. And I always had weapons. When you're in the Army, you always have weapons. So I had weapons galore. And I remember taking my gun out, and I remember thinking, I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> I'm going to kill everybody here because I'm embarrassed. Um, I'm defamed as a, as a man. Um, I didn't know how to touch God. I didn't know how to uh, – I didn't have any mentor counseling that would tell me, this is not the relationship for you. Just get out. And You know, men, we don't think like that. We want to hang on. And we want to see if we can work it out. We want to know what's wrong with me. All those things come into account when you are in a dysfunctional relationship. With a long story short, um, this particular relationship, uh, eventually um, she had to go get psychiatric treatment. Um, There was an amendance, and I eventually got it in the United States Army. 
As I look back, I 30 years later, and I am who I am, a mental health professional, therapist, psychologist, I go, wow, why did I not see the signs? Then what are the signs? Well, what, 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 what am I talking about? Well, let me throw some signage. The first sign I, I, I want to say is that, first of all, you should never get into a relationship if you are unequally yoked. I was raised uh, pretty much in a church um, at, a, at a later age, uh, maybe around 12, where my mother brought spirituality in front of me and I grasped hold of it. I understood at 18 uh, what it meant to be equally yoked, but I never had a situation that caused for me to understand that. So I did some things because I felt I was a man. And I felt that I was 18. But let me tell you something. You're not a man at 18. You're just a male that happens to be a young adult. And so it, when you become a man, you, you take care of yourself. You, you understand uh, even the aspects of what womanhood is. So I didn't ever understand women. I just knew that they were different than me. I understood the attraction. But I didn't ever understand the components emotionally when it came with a woman and the accountability that a man has to a woman. So a lot of times we as men, we go, well, long as she cooks and long as we have sexual intercourse and maybe she can have some babies, you know, that was a grounds for marriage. But I want to let you know, or a relationship, but I'm going to tell you men out there, if you're looking at like that because she's attractive or maybe because she can cook or maybe because she makes you feel good or maybe the intimacy is feels good, you're in a wrong relationship. Because that's not what how relationships are built. And that's why you have a lot of men going crazy that are appear psychotic. And they blame it on the woman. Uh, they blame on the fact that she, she's, not, um, she's not devoted to me. Uh, they blame, oh, she doesn't get along with me. But really, it all stems back to the man and where God gave him dominion over the earth, in the earth. And gave him an understanding to be fruitful and multiply and, 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 and be a king. And so a lot of young men want to be kings, but they never have become servants first. They never understood how to serve. They never understood how to control their bodies. They never understood, hey, you know, maybe go, let me go get an education. Let me find out what this world is about. Let, let me find out what I'm about and let me find out what work is about. How do I pay these bills by myself? How do I take care of, of my mother? They, they don't know how to take care of their mothers until they go get a, a woman and try to take care of them, but they never try to take care of their mother. Those are a lot of things that I did not understand as a young man. And because I didn't understand them, I became enraged. And when you become enraged and you keep being enraged, you become psychotic. And when you become psychotic, you, you think about things that are really abnormal and things that you can do. And uh, that are not godly. And so I eventually um, got divorced. And it took me years to get over a situation that really shouldn't have never happened. Now, I did have a child from that marriage. And I thank God for that child. That child right now is healthy. And she's also went into the Army. And she's doing well. However, with that being said, um, I could have avoided a lot of problems and uh, did some things differently. So we're going to talk about that when my co-host comes, and we're going to have Mr. Pastor Starks. Is he on the line right now? Okay. We got somebody else that's on oh, the line. Oh, we have somebody else on the line. So Elder Ward. Hey, let's do it. Yes. 
There we go. Uh, How you doing, brother? Okay, I can't hear you. Can you speak in the, in your phone? Yes. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. How you doing? Did you call in? Uh, I did call in. I did call in, and, and what you was talking about was was very very interesting about being unequally yoked and and and, and not uh, having having the same uh, mind of Christ as one. So that that was you know that was very good. Like a lot of people don't know, mm-hmm. but here I'm I'm in Ohio. Okay. We just had an incident where where an individual uh, went out and saw a man on the highway. Okay. Got mad at his girlfriend and he says he's going to kill somebody. Okay. So he what he what he, what he does is the person I see I'm I'm going to shoot. So there's an older gentleman who is a grandfather and so forth and he uh, videoed it and shot him and killed him. And I saw that. And you may have seen it. I did. You saw on TV where they went, they found him and whatnot. But I think the most outstanding thing about the whole situation was. Uh, it's a shame that the uh, gentleman was was murdered that way, but when you take and look at his family, his family his family w- w- are, are, are suffering, they're hurting, but yet they but yet they said, you know, we forgive him. Mm-hmm. Now the only way that they can really forgive that man is they have to have God with them okay. in them for a situation like that, and and it, it showed me that we can go through anything as long as we have a have a relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Right. Because when you run into a tragedy, a tragedy like that, it you know some folks would, would, would lose their mind or, or try to go after the individual before the police got him and killed him themselves. Right. The average individual would do that. So it, it, it showed me, it showed me that that family was God-centered, because that's the only way they could have went through they through what they went through with all that pain and still say, "I forgive you." Absolutely. So I think that. The family should be recommended, and, and 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 because you know sometimes God God puts God puts us in a place where we can take and show the world that He is still alive and not dead, because through that family God shows His characteristic and how strong He is through people if He let Him and they allow the God to be God. If you let Him, if you let Him, yeah. <laughs> if you let Him, yes. you, a lot of times we don't let Him. Why? Why do you That's think? True. Why do? Why do you think we don't let Him? Because we're fighting adversaries, and you know the scripture says uh, that uh, follow me as I follow Christ. All of us know that you can even hear God unless unless you take and read His Word. So if you aren't reading His Word every every day and getting strength from Him, you'll be weak as water when when calamity hits you. That's right, that's right. And as I hear you talk, I I always quote. This, You're listening this to script, exciting premium content on KCWG The Truth dot com. Yeah, that's right. But I I, I stop right there and I go, Uh do I have to wrestle? Now, yeah, I got to wrestle. Jacob wrestled. Jesus wrestled when he was tempted. We actually have to wrestle. Nobody wants to wrestle. Nobody wants to acknowledge the fact that this is a supernatural spiritual thing. And because you put it in the natural realm, if you can't see, then you get mad at the man, not at the spirit of the man. And I'll give you a case. I'll give you a case example. I was in the 24-hour fitness with my son, and okay. I'm a baller. Sometimes okay. I do not know how to calm down my mouth because I'm a trash talker, <laughs> okay. man, okay? And I don't want to get old. <laughs> so I, didn't, I don't think nothing about it, but you can't. You, sometimes you can't feel how other people feel about you, how you talk to them. And so these two particular brothers were in the, in the gym, and they begin to 
they were going to double team and fight me. My son happened to be on the right-hand side. Now, I am a fighter by training and a fighter by just natural. And so I knew that they were done. I knew that. All of a sudden, I began, something came up out of me. And I bind the spirit of witchcraft and of evilness and begin to prophesy to the man that his grandmother used to tell him. And he ran out of the gym and started shaking. Now, it actually scared me more than it scared him. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Because a lot of times we don't know the power that we got in us until we use it. I say it again. A lot of times we don't know the power we have in us until we use it. So faith without works is dead. And so I realized that a lot of these things are going on. They, we wrestle with them. Do I get out and shoot this man? Or do I go out and say, in the name of Jesus, I bind you? Now, the, D, the Facebook killer, this guy in Ohio, I'm, I'm not so much worried about him, but his girlfriend, I wonder what she's thinking. I wonder what her accountability is. I wonder if she had Christ in her life to bind and to loose and to say, brother, I bind that spirit in you. Because if she had some type of knowledge, I can guarantee you she's going through a lot of grief and a lot of, I would say, guilt right now. How do you think? What do you think about that? I, I believe so. Let me tell you. Let me tell you a situation. I okay. there is my brother. My mother raised raised four of us. It's four boys. Okay. And uh, uh, my brother was had gotten murdered. And when he got murdered, uh, this is several you know years past. And uh, he's the youngest of all of us. But when he got murdered, uh, the murderer's girlfriend knew that he had done it. Okay. And she and she went to court and 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 she obviously defended her boyfriend. Okay. And I'm not saying the Lord works in, works in strange ways, but in this difficult situation, because she done that, the her boyfriend took her out to eat, and while she was out eating, her youngest son come in the house and found her other son dead, stabbed 23 times. Wow. And the same boyfriend that, and the same boyfriend that took her out was the one that stabbed her son 23 times. Wow. Now, if she had a told the truth wow. about what happened to my brother, then that never would happen to her son. Mm. So, so, you know, what do you, what do you, it would, now, how do you think she feels? Mm. <laughs> you, know, wow. you know what I'm saying? But, wow. but these, these, these things, these things are, are, are a part of life that, that, that we have to take and bear and, 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 and learn from, you know, and, uh, uh, that is, the truth of, and, and and another thing is okay. that same instant when we were little kids growing up, we all we, we told ourselves we, we told ourselves as we were growing up, we said if anything happens to any of us, we'll take care of the problems. Being that, brothers, you that's know. right. Being brothers. So when this so so when this happened, you know, I said, well, I gotta go ahead and take care of business before I go to jail or not. That was me, you know. Okay. But the problem was, I just got saved. I had given my life over to Christ, and so as I sat there in my car. And he was coming down the court steps because he's let go. I had a decision to make. Am I going to take and keep this tradition that me and my brothers made, this pact that we made? Or, since I'm saved now, am I going to do it God's way? Well, obviously I did it God's way and praise the Lord that I did. Wow. But sometimes I, I, I think, I think we, 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 the Lord gives us challenges and, 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 and we have a choice because mm-hmm. we are not robots. God gives us a choice. Obedience is better, better than sacrifice. So God gives us a choice to do one or the other. And I think I think every individual inside knows what really is right or wrong. The I, problem is I agree. I agree. The problem is do, do they, see 
you have to have enough strength and hold on to God's unchanging hand. To you have to, you have to fall in love with Jesus and, and, and know that that He is right, no matter what the circumstances are or what you have made a pact with previously. Okay. Because it can't be but one truth, <laughs> you know. That's right. And I was I was I was I was challenged at that particular time in, in my life, and I, I and I and I and I think about it now. And I'm so glad I did what I did. What I did, you know. Awesome. But, awesome. Well, let me ask you a question since I have you on, on the line. Uh, I had someone yes. the other day said the phenomenon of black men is changing to the point where we talked about it last week where you see these type of incidents, you would think normally it's by white men. You see the, the trend changing where you see a lot of black men are on this rampage. What's your, what's your, uh, what's your thought about that? Well, my... My opinion personally is that it's neither black nor white. It's a spirit thing. Okay. That the enemy is trying to attack whether white, blue, gray, purple, or green. Okay. Now, I, I will say in these, in, in these last months that we've been in, these last years that we've been in, then, then the, the Afro-American has been definitely uh, uh, misused and abused and so forth and, and, and et cetera. Uh, but is it, is it really race or is it principalities? That, that that we're fighting to get to make races or make people think to, to fight against each other uh, more than they ever have before. Why against black, black against white? Is that is that a spiritual thing or is it a racial thing? Right. Let me ask you that. Okay. What do you think? Well, you know what? I had this conversation at work, and uh, of course, some people said it was a a racial thing, an ethnicity thing. Some people said it was a mental health thing, and of course, when I bring up just like you, this is a spiritual battle. And they go, well, you yeah. know, what do you, what do you think? What do you mean by a spiritual battle? I said, well, when you look at the wiles of the devil, he will put things in front. He's a, dece- a deceiver. And so he will make the world believe it's racial when it's re- really rebellion. Okay. Rebellion, rebellion is since that God says the day that you hear my voice, hearken not your heart. Everybody that has got an, a warning is going to have destruction. In other words, before destruction, there's a warning. Where's the warning? The warning is there's some things that come in your spirit, be it you just or unjust, that tell you that this is wrong. And so he also gives that confirmation from people around you because he wished no one would be lost. So with that being said, I believe that Satan is such a deceiver, and let me prove it to you. In Revelation, he says, is this the man that has called the kingdoms to fall? Is this the man that evidently the Satan's going to be on his knees and there are those that are going to judge him and they're going to go, are you serious? That, that, that dude? But because you can't see him and because he has infinite evil, he influences those that don't have any substance, which is the word in them. They don't have no word. They don't have no wisdom. And they look with their eyes and not with their spirit. And so with that being said, I believe the racial tone is what people see. The spiritual tone is what they can't even touch. And that's what I believe. And, 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 and now, you said, now, now there's such things called, we call symbolical messages. Absolutely. And we realize that, that, that Satan is a prince of this world. Yes. But he can only do what God allows him to do. Absolutely. Now, all, all, all TV, all these symbolical messages that's coming across TV, and people are getting in, in their subconscious that, that don't know anything about Christ, is going to fall this oak, for this okie doke, you know. That's right. But I do believe that that, that greater is He that is in you than He is in the world. I believe also that that, that that God has never been 
defeated never will be defeated. So some things, some things God uh, allows to happen to get our awareness. Absolutely. Somebody had asked somebody. Somebody had asked me. Well, you know, uh, uh, can you believe that that, that Trump is is, is president? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how 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 in the world did that happen? Here's here's why I told him. I said that God is so powerful. God is so powerful that He allowed Donald Trump to be president so we can see what we used to look like. Mm. And 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 the reason I said that is because at one time we were just like them. And 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 God is is, is showing the world. By Trump being president, exactly where, where we where we where we used to be at. Right. Everything, the overtone that he talks, the race, the racist talk that that he talks. God is trying to wake somebody up and say, "Hey, look, you used to be just like that." Now, if you look at Scripture, Scripture tells us that we should pray for those who are who, who have uh, 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 rule over us, government, and so forth, etc. But I wonder if anybody praying or are they criticizing. Mm. We had, I think You're we had to do a, a, a real evaluation of ourselves, no matter what situation God comes in. I guarantee you, we all, we all are fighting some type of battle, and in, in, in regards to whether someone being shot or someone on our family being shot, it comes to a point in life where we are challenged, because Scripture lets us know in Ephesians, it says, that, it, it, it says that before the foundation of the world, that we were predestined. That's right. Predestined. And, and and God said that we are the head and not the tail, the under the ball, more than a conqueror. So 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 God has asked us, Do you really believe do you really believe that I am who I am? Right. And sometimes he sometimes he, he puts us he backs us in a corner where, where we where we gotta just make a choice and cry out for him. Now I believe that we we're, we're, we're living even though it's it's the it's the uh worst of times, I believe that we're living in the best of times because this is where this is this is when God's church is going to shine. Now, when I say church, I'm not talking about a building because the definition of church is a gathering of people. Okay. So this is a time that God's people should help build the kingdom of God. Uh, we always get this negative stuff on TV, but we never see we, ne- we never see the the things that are doing in the kingdom of God being advertised on TV. You're right. I got a friend who I got I got a friend who's in a foreign land right now, okay. and he and he says there there's some Taliban going down in Jesus' name, being built being built with the presence of the Holy Ghost. Taliban, Taliban. He's from India, and he and he and he, and he, and he, and he goes down there preaching the gospel, the, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And there are some Taliban going down right now, being baptized and being filled full of the Holy Ghost. But we never see about that. We we never hear about that. You know. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Per- personally, personally, I think God handpicked us. He handpicked you for for a time and a day and dispensation that we are living in right now. This talk that you're doing on 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 the radio right now that's traveling all the way around the world. There's somebody that needs to hear what you what, what we've been talking about and what God has put in your heart because nothing happens by accident. God wastes nothing. So the whole purpose of even being on this radio program is using you to show the whole world. One of his servants, which is you, talking about his name. Well, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I, I, absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm overwhelmed that I have the opportunity to talk to you because <laughs> I can feel God using you in a manner that is that, that that is beyond my understanding and yours. Well, I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. And uh, I I started this because there needs to be some knowledge out there, and I need to share it. Um, I'm gonna be honest yes, with you. There's many times before, uh, you know, I started in the game of psychology late, and sometimes uh-huh. we get so infused with our own lives, we go, "I gotta take care of myself. I can't worry about nobody else." But God, <laughs> I'm now I'm being real, you know, self-preservation. 
But one day God yes, shared sir. with me through a prophet, and they said to me, your pen is anointed, and it's time. And then I said, well, what's time? He said, the kings and queens, will, you will go before. So I got excited, like, oh, they're going to knight me? No, they're going to judge you. They're going to hate you. <laughs> but God said he will protect you because your voice is bold and your heart is pure. And when I heard that years ago, I said, well, let's get it. And so it's been a journey. Wow. It's been a journey. It has been a journey. And, um, man, God has definitely delivered us all. But the last situation here in San Bernardino is when a young brother came into the classroom and he killed his wife and he killed another, uh, I think, an adolescent in the classroom and wounded the other one. And it really, really touched me because there were it could be prevented. But when you, when you, when you talk about predestination, you don't know what's going to come out of that. We, we, you just don't. Um, so I, I, pre- I appreciate your words um, of wisdom. Um, I, I feel sorry for the 75-year-old man. That There's a lot of things. We are in the last days, my brother. We are in the last days. Yes. And um, yes. Yes. Uh, we have to be prayed up. We have to be wise. Um, I always say this saying, you have to be able to kill a lion and pet the lamb. That's my <laughs> saying. That's what I yes. came up with, man. And so... You have to be able to understand that whatever you, when I, one day I looked into, uh, when I was telling Pastor Starks, I don't know if he remembers, but I looked into uh, the sky one day. I was just looking, looking at the mountains and God revealed to me the kingdoms of evilness. And I, I actually saw it visually and it scared me. It, it took my breath away. And I saw dungeons and I saw, I saw castles and I saw dark birds and I saw spirits flying and I begin to understand what those principalities and those powers and wickedness in high places. And I, be, I actually saw thrones where they had different names of different demonic spirits. And God allowed me to see into the spirit realm. It is something out of this world. And it did something to me. And so I've always been able to have that gift, but it's gotten deeper. And as it gets deeper, the world gets wickeder. The Bible says it gets wickeder and wiser. And so we are in an age right now where I I used to go to elementary school and the kids would have to get taught the birds and the bees by their parents. By the time they're in the second grade, they already know sex education. They, 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 They know how to roll a blunt by the third grade. Yes. I go, oh, my God. They know how to read. A lot of them do. They're very, very wise. They're yeah. very smart, but they're not godly. And they're babies raising babies. So you have these men that are going around shooting because they didn't have daddies and fathers. They didn't have, well, they, if they did, they didn't have spiritual strong fathers. They didn't have mentors. And so I decided to be a mentor. And I know you are too by the words that you speak. And I'm glad you came on the show. Thank you. Yeah, you I, just, I, think, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think, you know, God has special assignments for special people. Everybody has their own gifts and, and uh, the gift that he, that he has given you, uh, my brother, and, and, and the vision. You know, very few people even have visions. Right. You just now shared one with me. Yes. Very few people even have visions. I've had two. And, and, and so just the pure fact that God thought so much of you to show you a vision means that his hand is on you and that you're special in God's eyesight and that the devil really can't touch you because God's hand is on you. Yes, so I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be praying for you from, from here on out that God will have his way for you. And I, 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 I'm, I'm grateful that, that he is using you because we need, we need uh, 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 strength.
strong men to show and be and, and, and to show these younger men exactly what a man looks like when God is in him. Mm, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, and you're welcome on the show. Uh, we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back. You listen to Real Love, Real Talk. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. One love. My pleasure. go family what's up man i'm back this is t russ i'm waiting on my boy dj rome and uh in the interim we got my boy pastor starks but before we bring uh pastor starks on to give us a little wisdom i want to throw a little shout out to all the women out there that's in the relationships and i want to throw some some vibe at you and i want to say some things to you if you can give me a little time if you are in a relationship i understand that sometimes there's struggles there are things that go up and down, but there are some signs. Um, 
when you are with a a man in a relationship, let him be a man. Understand that he has to carry his own and you have to look at his temperament. Now we are, I've been in relationships and I'm one and right now, and then we get heated. The conversation is heated, but there's some signs. I mean, there's some things that really you, you, you should not put up with. And that's being called out of your name. And that's being um, in a situation where you see the insane jealousy. When I, when I look at men and I've been around 17 years in this, in this business of psychology and trauma and crisis, one of the common denominators that I see is jealousy and insecurity. When I see a man that's very insecure, always asking you where you're going, always asking who you're calling, uh, doesn't trust you, uh, and, and, and there's no communication, I'm worried about that relationship. I'm worried about that relationship, and I'm worried about you. Uh, there should never be a, a situation where you compromise yourself, and you compromise yourself where you are going away from who you really are and to be somebody else. And I believe a lot of these women, they, they feel, and I'm not speaking about all women, that you feel you have to compromise. And, and, and I'm telling the men that also, you should never compromise on a relationship to change who you are unless it's for the best, unless it's the spirit of God. And with that being said, I got uh, my boy uh, Pastor Starks on the line and we've been kind of chopping it up, man, thinking about all these things that's happening, wow. and all these shootings. And, and I look at these young women, man, and they, they're in the wrong relationships because there are signs. And yeah, my yeah. Goodness. What's your thoughts? Wow, wow. Yeah. Um, I like I'm your boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, man, I'm I'm in a hip hop game. That's cool, man. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. You know, um, a part of this radio ministry is we have a nine one one hotline, and so we get so many calls from young ladies who are in bad relationships, man. And uh, you know, I mean, horrible relationships where they're marrying like men like ten. 15 years older than they are, you know, the, okay. not getting any premarital counseling, okay. not being able to uh, vet the dude, you know what I'm saying? Not not being able to uh, listen to, to wisdom, okay. you know? If your mom and them are saying he probably ain't a good dude, then he probably ain't a good dude, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, if, every, if everybody you take this dude around and say he ain't a good dude, then he probably ain't a good dude, you You're know right. what I'm saying? Right. You know, everybody can't be wrong. And so, and so when you find yourselves in situations like that, you know, um, that lets me know that your discernment level, that means that your discernment level, that means that your walk with Christ or the Holy Spirit is low in your life. You know what I'm saying? Because, because, and I know we do things, you know, without the Holy Spirit, but, but, but the Spirit of the Lord will begin to, to, to allow us to have wisdom. He is the wisdom in our life. You know, uh, uh, Proverbs 8 tells us about wisdom. Uh, it's the principal thing. Right. But, uh, but part of this, uh, uh, our minister is 911 Holland, and I had a young lady, and I was telling uh, T. Russ, uh, my boy, uh, <laughs> about it. She called me up. She's married a guy. Yeah. Ten years of her is her elder. Mm -hmm. uh, he already has seven children. Okay, that's a lot. That's, a lot. that's seven children, and he's already had two other marriages. Okay. You know, I mean, and okay. she, this is her first marriage. Okay. Okay, and she has no children. Okay. No children at all. No, no, no children at all. Okay. Okay. All right, and so, uh, so, 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 yeah, that, that's DJ Roll. Let's let's get to. Okay.
Hey, thank you for calling KCWG The Truth. Yes, sir. You live on the radio. Oh, uh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, you are. Go ahead. Go ahead and talk to us. Where you at? Oh, man, I'm at Taco Bell, KFC. Okay. Do? Okay, make the left. Make the left. This is live radio, y'all. This is live. You could get no more live radio hey, than this. Hey, it is what it is, man. Come on. We waiting on you, bro. Hey, man, did, when, you, when, you're, when you're in front of the K, KFC, make a left. Okay, make a left at, uh, I just turned back into the parking lot. I'm at the Taco Bell right now. No, but go go around and go out of the Taco Bell. <laughs> go out of the Taco Bell. Okay, okay. Go, go out of the parking lot. Uh, you know. Okay, we'll see when you get here, man. Okay, going out. Yeah, I'm going out. Hey, T-Russ, good yeah. evening. Francis Clark, good evening. How y'all doing, man? We doing good. Good evening. I've been getting updates as I've been uh, kind of riding along. I got my... Queen up in Northern California. I'm about to find you brothers real quick on the quick fast, and I've been seeing some amazing messages from her. I want to thank my sweetheart for keeping her man in the game. And um, Russ, yeah, you done been through some stuff, haven't you? I, I they say I have. <laughs> they say they, you have. They 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 say I have, and I was listening to Pastor Starks when he was talking about this young lady, and I and I want to add on to that is that. We all here have been in relationships that have and have not worked, but what is what right. what, what is this? What, what has what do we all have in common? We we haven't went psychotic, okay? Correct. Now now, Correct. I don't you know we we can say God, we could say we have control, we could say a lot of things, but what I think it is is that we didn't have people that were psychotic. Now let me let me tell you something, I I did have a relationship that was psychotic. Um, okay. And I'm about to tell Pastor Starks, God brought me through. Sometimes God okay. doesn't allow that thing to bring you through. Some people die. Absolutely. I'm being real, right. man. This is real live radio. We keeping it 100. Right. People die right. in relationships. And so I am very cautious about relationships. I'm very cautious about my words. I'm not perfect. But when I hear right. uh, Pastor Starks talking about the situation that this young lady got herself into, that's some really common sense stuff that she shouldn't have got into. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, seven kids and you don't have you don't have any. Right. You didn't get wise counsel from young women that have gone through that. She was being rebellious herself. Now I'm not right. trying to judge her. She may be in a situation where she was lonely. She had been a, you you don't know her her life or her story. Right. But I can tell you she was a woman that was seeking love. She was seeking, uh, absolutely, you know, that fellowship from somebody that had game. Absolutely, and and you know, uh, th that's the whole thing. He had game. Okay. You know, he had game, and, and but but his whole uh, motive mm -hmm. was to game her. Okay. Not to love her. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not it's to the game. The, right. the gamer. You know what I'm saying? And that's the only thing that I say that we have to have wisdom on. Is that because you don't want to be the butt of someone's joke or someone's sick, you know, uh, life. You know, life is too short for you to come up on the tail end of that. You know, um, and, and by you not having any kids, you know, there's so many red lights. There's so many warnings of, you know, seven kids. Uh, uh, you know, uh, this is his third marriage, you know. I mean, he's a three striker, you know what I'm saying? But, but I, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, and then, then if your mama tell you, that ain't the right. 
The sisters at the church tell you it ain't right. You know what I'm saying? But then we find ourselves going ahead anyway. Then, you know, my, then I'm telling you this part of the story. Then he goes to court and throw a restraining order on her. Okay, so let me throw this at you. So for the purpose of our topic, this young lady could be a circumstance of a psychotic man that maybe fantasizes about this young lady and puts her in a situation uh, that is very, very uncomfortable to the point where because he's going through all of these things that he's allowed himself to be used by the enemy, he could, be, he could go off. And because she is single with no children, he could be obsessed with her and he could hurt her. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, um, T Russell, mm -hmm. when I when I get phone calls like this, uh, I have to I have two daughters. Okay. You know, you have daughters. I do. You know what I'm saying? And you just I have to take a personal you know, uh, step back and say, listen, I have to talk to you like you're my daughter. Right. You know, right. because because where, where you're headed, you're headed down, like, like you just said, a path of no return. You know, a path of no return. Because you can get a guy get, get can keep you and shoot you or, or, or murder you or whatever, and, and really nobody wouldn't even know, you know, the, the whole motive of what really happened. He, well, he just off. Well, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you a little story, and I'm not proud of this. My first daughter, because I understand those games of those streets, uh, got into a situation with a young man that was prior military and not from foster care. Nothing wrong with foster care, but he was, uh, in my mind, unstable. And he got her pregnant. He lied. I happened to know him, and as a father uh, of my past, I actually back in the day put a hit on it. I put a hit on him and called some cats from Compton that I knew, and I said, let's roll up on this cat. And it's back in the day. And because one of the things that I didn't want to happen, I guess put a fear on me, was the fact that I did not want my daughter to have a situation where a young man would actually take her life and uh, be overly obsessed with her and cause her to not only to lose her life, but to lose the the womanhood and to lose her self-respect to the point where that uh, down the road, she never would be good for anybody. So with that being said, again, I emphasize uh, a lot of young women out there, know who you are dating, who you are seeing. If he never talks about God uh, and doesn't want God, drop him. If he doesn't try to build a relationship with his mother. I have a relationship with my mother, boy, sometimes it's hard, but I love my mother, drop him. If he doesn't reconcile and not apologetic, drop him. Uh, there are a lot of signs out there. Um, and again, I've learned also by having two daughters uh, and by doing things wrong, I learned how to do things uh, correctly. So um, I don't know what your, everybody's thoughts on it, but uh, let me throw some other stuff out there. I have a younger daughter, and I think you've heard her on the radio, Vanessa. And uh, I had to tell Vanessa the other day, I'm not playing with you. I have to be very strong with Vanessa because young, she's 19 years old, and she is going through life just like a lot of other young ladies trying to find out who and what she is. And so sometimes you got to let them go, and sometimes you got to just keep them in prayer 
and just uh, just you know uh, put a whole bottle of bless oil on them and put on the oxygen mask because they are your little girls and they're gonna get grown one day. And if you young ladies out there one day, out there right now, and you're 19, 20 years old, 21 years old, 22 years old, you're going to get older. And you're going to look back and you're going to say, you know, wow, why didn't I see that? You couldn't see it because no, if no one told you, you're not going to know. You're, not, you're just not going to know. And so with that being said, um, pray, uh, seek wise counsel, uh, write some things down of your goals, and uh, do the best best you can. And yeah. so that, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Russ, relationships. <laughs> relationships are very important. Let me yeah. let me get this. This is live radio. Yeah, it's live radio, baby. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, uh, earlier, um, mm -hmm. uh, T, yeah. you talked about military. I was in the military. Right. I was in the Navy, man. Right. And one of the reasons right. I got out of the Navy right. is because I wanted to get married. Right. Okay. I seen I seen military relationships right. deteriorate. Okay. They they deteriorate too bad. Yes, they do. And KCWG, the truth. Can we help you? <laughs> Alan Ward here. Yes, sir. Uh, great program. All right. I'll let you do. I'm, I'm not on live. I hope I'm not on live. Well, live yeah, you're on live radio. You're oh, on live, right. brother. What's up? <laughs> And you live, man. You got you got some, you got some more wisdom. <laughs> Come with it. Come with it. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, I was I was just calling back to tell Pastor Stark how 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 I I'm impressed I was about how God is using you in this time, day, and hour. And uh, I, I was excited when I heard you say the things that you were saying because it needs it. Because a lot of people take and sit on their testimonies, and you are you are not you are not that case where you're sitting on their testimonies. I believe that more folks told the testimony of what got them, what God brought them out of, and and, and what God is doing in their lives right now. There'd be more people delivered. Well, so let, let me know. let me address that <clears throat> because okay. that, that that really touched me, and I know that was God that that really had you to call back because that really touched me. You really have no idea. Um, there's not too much I haven't gone through in my life, and there have been people even in my own life in my circle, which is family, that will tell me. Um, why why are you telling your life? Why don't you let that go? You got to understand that, you know, my past involves not only affiliation, but uh, a little bit of organized crime, um, being a single parent, being in the military, being homeless, uh, being shot, shot at. I, I, didn't, I didn't hurt a lot of people. Uh, I've been incarcerated five times, especially two times in the military. I have felt at times so little and so not such a non-factor that God had to raise my spirit from the dead because there's a point in a man or a woman's life that he feels worthless. And a lot of people will say, pick yourself up by the bootstraps. But what if you don't have any straps? And what if you don't have any boots? So how do you pull yourself up? There has to be a supernatural move in your life to the point where the only way that you will be able to do that is that you become broken. And I yeah. and I was telling somebody the other day, uh, a man of God, that I had got shot in 1990, what year is that, 93, and five bullets passed through my chest. And mm. I and I can tell this testimony on, on, on the air, it's very deep. 
and uh, the guy that that was standing next to me, uh, Phil Rochelle. We had him on on the line, and I never told told Phil this, but I got shot five, and I knew I was dead. I knew I was gone, and that was my homeboy, man. We both cripping, we doing our thing, and God had just in my spirit told me don't go, but I was so rebellious, I wouldn't allow God to draw me, and so the guy that shot me. He began to, I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he screamed. He screamed while he looked to my left and to my right, and I've told this story. And then so I I thought, you know, whatever. I was like, whatever, whatever. I still didn't listen. And I told the story that uh, I went to a camp meeting in Azusa Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I had a pastor call. uh, His name was Tim Story. And he called me on the the stage, and he hit me in my chest in front of 10,000 people. And he called the demonic asthma, uh, asthma of, of demonic spirit to come out of me. And he didn't even know I had asthma. And then he says, I don't know who you're going to be, but you got two angels, on, uh, one, two angels, one on your left, one on your right, and they're on fire. Now, I still did not care. And first of all, I, I, was, I had a 32 revolver in my back of, my, uh, back of me. So I, I was straight OG, and I was like, I really don't care. So I still didn't listen. And so... To move it up to 2016, no, 2015, I was in I was in uh, South Central and I was counseling this young abused girl and uh, six sisters and one of the sisters began to tremble in the middle of the main office and I am the what you call the lead psych and I got very annoyed by this young lady being that she I thought she was on drugs. And so I was like, you guys get, I gotta get out the office, I'm, I'm getting tired. And sometimes you get weary, you get tired, but Paul said, don't faint. And so a couple of weeks later, I had got approached by one of the ladies that thanked me for helping her out. And I asked, what was wrong with your sister? Why is she trembling in my office? That, that was very annoying. And why was she staring at me? And she said, well, she wasn't staring at you. I said, well, what was she staring at? She said she was staring at them two nine-foot angels that was on fire behind you. Wow. And so it, 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 my mouth dropped, my heart dropped, my soul, my spirit dropped. And I realized that all along that God had his hand on me. And so a lot of these women that, that, that have these men, and I'm going to the topic, that are being killed. That these women are being killed, people are getting killed. It's because they don't have any covering they don't, their angels are not being utilized. See, my mother used to put that whole bottle on me, man, and pray for me, man, and soak me up, man. And I would always go back and say, what in the world are you doing that for? You know, I feel soggy. You know what is going on? Right. But I tell you what, man, I believe in my heart that it kept me alive. A lot of my friends have passed away. Some of them are psychotic. I was going, you know, I've lived in two places. I grew up in L.A. and Watson in North Tulsa, Oklahoma. And when I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, North Tulsa, I was at the the bus station, man, and uh, I saw one of my friends, homeless man, that was my best friend, and uh, he had lost his mind. Uh, I had another friend that I did protection for drug dealers back in the day. He 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 was murdered. All all my most of my friends have been murdered. Um, some of my friends are in the penitentiary now doing life, and there's a few that have their mind. And so I I appreciate that you that you said that because sometimes I never want to come off arrogant. I never want to come off that I'm all of that because the Bible talks about that we are as filthy rags. And so, brother, I, I, I'm i just here, and I'm trying to learn how to be humble. I'm not a humble man. I am a man of war, 
But God has told me recently that he's going to change me into a, a humble man, a man of peace, and a king. And so I'm just waiting for my time, brother. And that's why we are both doing this show, two black psychologists that really have something to say that I believe that we are anointed and appointed by God. No doubt. No doubt. Yes, sir. As I said earlier, all things are together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according and are rightfully called according to his name. I also believe that your mother's prayers, you know, prayers aren't always answered right away. I believe that some, there's some prayers that, you, that your mother have, have, have put up there that are still about to be, to be manifested in your life that you're even unaware of because there's nothing like a mother's love for a child. That's right. And there's some prayers that, that she had put up that's about to be manifested in your life yet, yet to come. I received that, brother, and I got on the line with me, DJ Rome in the studio. And uh, Rome, what's up, man? Man. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening to you. Good evening. This must be Marquise here. Yes, this is my Good boy brother. right here. Good brother Starks. So what's your, what's your thoughts on uh, the man, man of God speaking right now? He's, he's throwing some stuff at me, some... Some nuggets Man. of wisdom. What's your, what's your thoughts? Well, I know he's been blessing us, and I, I'm going to just sit and listen for a little bit more so I can get okay. up to speed because I know the topic has been a bit heavy tonight, and um, I want to I want to jump in, but I want to see where you guys are at right now. Okay, Pastor Starks. Great, great. Uh, I'm I'm just uh, blessed because I, I know Elder Ward. Uh, okay. Uh, we call him Elder, uh, and uh, but he's uh, a great man, and and so I, I think it's it's time for 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 men. Uh, to really to come back to that place that we had before, where we really were the nurturer, we really were the mentor, you know, um, the the uh, the friend, um, instead of being the uh, the 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 killer, you know, instead of being you know uh, the one that's bringing discord to the family, mm -hmm. but come back to be that one that the family rallied around the men, and I think that the Bible says that Jesus came. Huh, to, to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have a generation here that is so disconnected from their father that uh, a lot of them don't, didn't even have You're fathers in their lives. And so, and so it, it's, it's uh, how do you become a man? How do you do manly things? You know, uh, I was just listening to uh, uh, um, on the Steve Harvey show. Uh, her name is, uh, what's her name? Shepherd. Um, uh, um, she's a comedian, uh, uh, and, and she was, you know, she's got a 12 year old boy and he came out the shower and she was teaching him how to, how to put the towel above his breast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Susie Shepard, is that her name, Susie Shepard? You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, so, so she can teach him some things, but, but here he is, you know, a man, you know, we don't wear, we, are, we wear a towel around our waist if we wear one at all, man. We, <laughs> you know, we walk it out and, you know what I'm saying? Uh, because we have that freedom to be a man in the, in your home or whatnot. But, but, but I just think that, that, that the men of God really need to come back to holiness. And, and also teach our, our young men. You know, Deuteronomy 6, he says, you know, he said, teach your children. You know, teach them on the way. Teach them this way. Teach them that way. You know, because we're, we're, we're losing 
the stories. We losing those battle stories. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I remember growing up in my old Baptist church, man, where the old men were telling the stories. You know what I'm saying? How 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 they were blessed and how God brought them across. Um, and we're losing those stories. We don't have those stories. You know where 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 that gives us that faith and that hope again. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. It does. You know we're losing the stories. You know, and we you know as, as I said, we got the generation, the babies raising the generation. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, and I just think that we need to, do, you know, do that stuff. Uh, and, and I'm excited about Elder Ward. I'm excited about DJ Rome and also UT Russ. Uh, Elder has a program. Um, it's called We're Still Standing. And uh, so he, he's, he's been with me for, for years. But, uh, but he has his pulse. He has the pulse of, of what God is doing in this, in this earth realm. Mm, God bless him. I wish I had heard more of what he was talking about because essentially you're right. We do miss out on things when we don't have the privilege of having some kings in our lives early yeah. on. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so whenever we come up in an environment such as that, we are going to be hard pressed to sort of find those role models and until we do uh, a lot of us are going to be searching and it's just think about what a, a little girl would miss out on if she didn't have the benefit of her same-sex mother that's right to raise her that's right. and so and by comparison and by contrast think of everything that we miss out on by not having the benefit of a same-sex parent speaking into our life Absolutely. or guardian and so whenever you're lacking that you can only imagine the the, the sense of uselessness and the, the, the sense of um, hopelessness that can ensue inside someone when they, they don't see a way out of a circumstance. And so the, okay. the first response that you're going to tend to um, go for is the low-hanging fruit. Mm. You, you might be tempted into those episodes of, you know, bouts of explosiveness. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, uh, behavior that is a bit unbecoming of us. And if we were of a sound mind in that moment, we would always hope that we could, you know, uh, let our cooler, calmer selves prevail. That's but right. that doesn't always happen, right? And I think that's what we've been talking about tonight. I, I really am glad that I made it to, <laughs> to, to get in on some of this because there, yeah. there is something that we can gain from learning how to become men. And, you know, you and I were talking about, it's, it's cool to look at you cats. Like, yeah. you know, I'm used to being at home with, you know, my phone in my ear and I can look over at Russ eye to eye. I, I can look at Starks. This is great. Yeah. And so it's so. there. We, you know how we talk about like being yeah. them cats that are ready. Right. You know when you oh, I like when, that ready cat. When you one of them ready cats, man, you you can right. you have resources. Right. You know you have a, a, a coping mechanism within right. you, and right. you're able to handle things. And you yeah. are, yeah. you know, you you have a sense of yourself that you can, if you encounter something, you can get over something. Right. And so if you don't have that sense of resolve, it, it's right. going to be hard for you to handle adversity. And I think a lot of cats, they get into those circumstances and when they don't see any way out they mm -hmm. they find their way out one way or another and let me throw this at you you and i had talked about a culture component mm -hmm. and we were talking about is this phenomenon going on with black men mm -hmm. and i kind of explained that a little bit i'm gonna tell you what happened today okay i thought about you and i was in a table full of teachers white hispanic black whatever and i brought up the facebook killer and i brought up the fact that these black men are out there right now, mm -hmm. in a sense, or doing vigilante things or killing their level. You know, you don't see that. And so I said to a teacher that was Caucasian, mm -hmm. Wow, I can't believe our brothers are, do are black, but that's a white man thing. And she said this She said, Let me tell you something. I know white men, I've dated white men, 
I've dated Hispanic men. And what was her ethnicity? White. She was white. Okay. And I understand black men. Mm-hmm. It's a mental health thing. Okay. She said, if you don't have a father, she said, I had a boyfriend that didn't didn't have a good father. Mm-hmm. And he was psychotic. I had to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Scared for my life. Right. And so I began to think about that like, wow, this is not just like uh, the man of God said on the phone. I don't think it's a color thing. I think it's a mental health, spiritual thing. True. That if you don't have a father... I had a father. I had a dad. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in the home. Mm-hmm. He tried to come get me back and forth. He physically abused me. He brought prostitutes when I was, how old was I? 13? I had prostitutes waiting for me, and he he worked at the Hoover Apartments in L.A. Mm. And so I would go walk into his apartments that he managed, and I would see full-blown women there mm-hmm. ready to have sex with me. Okay. Scared me to death, man. Oh, for sure. I was like, what am I going to do with this? Right. And I felt shamed mm-hmm. because I'm still maturing. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do with this? Mm-hmm. And I didn't want also to betray him. Mm-hmm. Psychotically, I had a breakdown because, mm-hmm. I, and I ran. Mm-hmm. I ran because there was a part of me wanted to do mm-hmm. that and please my dad mm-hmm. and explore. Right. I wasn't ready. Right. And so he put me in a situation. So when he went to come find me, he beat me in my stomach and I threw up. Mm-hmm. When I went around the corner... The Crips, he was a Crip, says, oh, you got beat down. That's what's up. We're going to beat you down some more. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because right. you need to get hard, bro. You're listening mm-hmm. to exciting I'm trying to premium show you the cycle of You're black men on men. Premium content on I guess you would call that so-called fatherhood. If if you want to interpret it like that. You can. You can. Is it healthy, though? I mean, I mean. No, sir. Wow. No, sir. And that's why I went to Tulsa. That's why mm. I stayed in Tulsa, because if mm. I went to L.A., I'd probably be dead. Mm. I'd probably be dead. So I might have went to the country and, you know, left my home, but God spared me because my mother had enough heart to raise this single child. Now, what happens to that? That's a very touching story, man. Okay. Because, you know, what, what it strikes me is, like, what happens to us where we feel like to toughen a guy up, right. to toughen a brother up, right. we have to sort of beat him up spiritually, emotionally. Right. And what happened to the way you are with little oh, man behind man, me? Man, I got I to gotta tell you this. You know, I have an oldest son. He has my name. Okay. And he reminds me the do's and the don'ts that I didn't do. Okay. And, you know, coming from military, coming from the street, and being a sight, I was very hard on him. And I believe you've met my oldest son, Pastor Starks. Very intelligent. Uh, taught him martial arts. I taught him... I taught him as much as I can. Now, when he talks, he doesn't talk like me. He talks like his mom. Okay. Because he did not feel the, the the need to be aggressive like I am. Mm-hmm. Because he was sheltered, mm-hmm. and he, didn't ra- he wasn't raised like I was. Mm-hmm. And now that I look back, mm-hmm. I go, why didn't I just play Xbox with the brother? Why didn't I just spend a little bit more time and hug the brother? Because I'm not a hugger. I'm not a hugger. I, I didn't get hugged. Oh, for sure. I think I got a hug, man, three times in my life. And how hard have you been on yourself about that? Oh, man. Once I came into the knowledge of understanding, see, that's what's going on with these brothers that's getting that's, that's shooting right. everybody. That's right. They ain't getting enough hugs mm-hmm. and, and kisses, and they, ch- they they looked at masculinity as mm-hmm. psychotic. Mm-hmm. But masculinity is not psychotic, not and all. it's not hard. It's love. Right. And so now you see this little boy in the corner. Right. I hug him, I kiss him, I chastise him, but I go back and I say, Daddy loves you. Mm-hmm. And so my other kids go, why you, why you love him like that? Mm-hmm. You, don't, you, mm-hmm. you didn't do us like that. Mm-hmm. How you know? You didn't know at five. I right. did. Right. But when you got seven, I let you alone. Right. I should not have did that. 
And so I'm very transparent, Pastor, when it comes to raising these young men mm. and right. these young daughters. Now that I'm older, I'm going, oh, my God. If I could teach men how to raise their sons, I would hug them, kiss them as long as you can, mm -hmm. embrace them, mm -hmm. show them peace, show them love, but also show them masculinity, mm -hmm. how to work, and be a, have a balance. You have to have a balance. Mm -hmm. Understanding that, no, my son is not going to put on the dress. Correct. He's not going to put on makeup. Right. He's going to have a spirit of a man. He's going to have a spirit of God. Mm -hmm. And so. Oh, that's real. Yeah. That's real. Real and tough. It, it troubles me that what I see in, when I see challenged relationships between yeah. fathers and their sons or right. elders and their, the young men in their lives, those young black seeds that they're raising or right. you know, have the privilege of speaking into their lives, uh, there seems to be a, a deep shame component. Yeah. It's like in order to, to qualify and to, for you to meet the standard of manhood the way I see it, I'm gonna shame you into that. Right. And that's a tough nut to crack. I mean, in terms of it's hard to overcome that because right. now you have this inherent distrust of the person that's supposed to be loving, right. protecting, and right. shielding you from harm. Right. But yet, when I'm around you, I feel humiliated. I feel emasculated. Right. And how do you recover from that? And how do you heal that? Right. That's that's the that's the question. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it you in a way in which it, it's rhetorical. I'm not looking for an answer, but I, I'm saying I got an answer. Okay, because I'm like, how do you heal <laughs> I that? Got, I got an how answer. How do you heal that? Because I, I didn't get healed until I met my father-in-law, and my father-in-law walked with God, mm -hmm. and he was also a World War II veteran. And so I began to walk with him, and I would go, well, he's not aggressive. Mm -hmm. And he would say, man, God speaks to me. Mm -hmm. And he got saved at 50 years old. Mm -hmm. And he came into my life mm -hmm. at 70. Mm -hmm. And so he began to tell, show me a different way. Mm -hmm. Now, in the interim, I met up with my dad again when I was 42. And no, at, at 25. Okay. At 25. Now, I'm an OG at 25. And he's standing in front of me, mm -hmm. and he tries to buck up to me. And I got demons in my eyes at 25. I can't stand it. And so he threatens me physically. What do you think I did? I had a 9 millimeter on me. Mm -hmm. I could have just whooped him, but I understood the, the word of honor. Mm -hmm. I, what honor, I was honor your mother and father. I, I, but I wanted to beat him down. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but what I'm thinking <laughs> about, I'm thinking about that scene from Friday right. when Ice Cube was faced with that choice at the end when Debo was about to go in on him. That's right. And so they played that scene where he actually capped him. Right. But then we realized it was a dream. So right. that's what I was thinking about with you. Okay, oh. but go ahead. What happened? <laughs> well, I, I, I did I did a nerd I did a nerd move. Okay. And I had this tank top on. I'm on swole. And I get down in front of him and did 100 push-ups okay. on my fingertips. Okay. I was strong. I was in the martial arts. I'm deep. Okay. I had scars on my hand. I had it. Uh, glass was all over. Okay. I had blood on my hands mm -hmm. to show him I'm a warrior. That's right. And I'm going to do this nerdy thing to show you mm -hmm. you can't phase me. Okay. And let me tell you what happened. Mm -hmm. He gets down in glass and he falls. Mm. He falls. And he cuts his hand. Mm -hmm. And tears came down my eyes, mm -hmm. and I picked him up, mm -hmm. and I walked off. And that's the last time I heard of him until I was 40, mm -hmm. 42. Mm -hmm. And that's when I had the group home, and I was doing very well. Mm -hmm. And I felt sorry for him, mm -hmm. 
He came back in my life, and he raped my client. And I haven't seen him, and I hear that he's dead. Now watch this. Somebody could go straight psychotic. Mm -hmm. I lost everything, okay? Right. I was making half a million a year, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Potential to be a millionaire, but I lost it because of someone that tried to raise me, mm -hmm. but dominated me mm -hmm. and killed my spirit. That's right. Okay? Yeah. But God healed me, and because he healed me, I was able to forgive him because I allowed the wisdom of God to know and recognize what it was for what it was. Mm. Now, had not God did that 360 with me or 180 with me, I would have probably killed it. So what I want to miss or what I don't want to miss is what was the exact process? Because I hear Ooh. that you, you were swole. Forgiveness. Forgiveness, okay. So it was a process of forgiveness. I just right. can't say, You're oh, I forgive you. Exciting right. premium I had to go through my own internal. You're listening to uh, exciting uh, like you said, the oxygen mask and put it on about five times. And remember the ways that my mom taught me. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to remember somebody that taught you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I remember forgiveness, forgiveness. That's your dad, honor, whatever. But how do you do it? And so I had that mentor that come in my life, which is my father-in-law. And he always talked about forgiveness and being a, a soft-spoken man, which I am not. So I am learning to be. Mm -hmm. And so over the process, I can honestly say, now I don't know if my dad is passed away. Uh, they don't know where he is. But I can say that I didn't put my hands on him. I didn't dishonor him. Even in my mind, I never said no bad things about him. I loved him. Mm -hmm. But I almost did. Oh, yeah. And I believe to, to this day that I'm. that's why I'm blessed because the brothers, the uh, pastor was just like, uh, obedience is better than sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I, I, I I sacrificed, but I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to love that man. Right. I wanted to be a psychotic and shoot everybody just like all these other brothers are doing. Mm -hmm. But God said, be obedient. Mm -hmm. And so I was obedient to the word. I humbled myself, and God began to grow me. Mm -hmm. And so when you grow, you know. Okay. When you grow, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's the word of the day. When you grow, you know. That's deep. That's deep. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't improve upon that. Yeah, that's but, real. But, yeah. but to what degree uh -huh. is it, um, because I, I, I've had conversations with my nephew, and I, okay. he's, he's told me quite a bit of times where he's had opportunities where he could have gotten into a physical fight. He's actually right. never had a street fight. Okay. Okay. So, but he's a martial, art, martial arts champion. Okay. And so there's something about that, that inherent ability yeah. to know that you are about yours. Right. You know, something... In that moment, I'm wondering, were you feeling your manhood in that moment when you were able to look in your father's eye I knew. and not be intimidated? Or maybe you were, because there's a difference between courage and fear. Because mm. courage, you still have fear, but right. you go forward anyway. But sometimes right. there's you have no fear. Right. So what? where were you in that moment? How did you find your moment in that moment? How did you find yourself in that moment to where you didn't go in on him. So that's rhetorical too, because you kind of already explained it, but yeah. that's, I'm, I'm thinking about the process. Right, right. I'm thinking about the process because I hear that you had to go through the forgiveness piece and right. you, you went to the Bible as you were explaining that. But right. I'm also curious about what the martial arts did for you. Mm -hmm. I'm curious as to what, of course, the, the word of God did for you. I know he, that did quite a bit for you. Okay. But there, there's something in how you found your manhood mm. that, that gave you some peace. That's and true. I think there's, when we're able to do that, I think that that builds us up okay. in ways that makes us resilient, Absolutely. that makes us patient in those moments so that we don't snap. 
because that could have gone one of two ways. Yes, sir. Or more than that, even. Absolutely. And so you had multiple arrows in your quiver to pull from. Mm -hmm. Of course, you had the Word of God, but you also had some some other resources too. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that it wasn't the Debo scene. You know, yeah, it right. turned out to you know you you were able to show up here and tell this story. Right. Well, so wow, well, what a journey. Well, you know, my dad has actually saw, saw me fight. Okay. And so uh, I was approached by a very racist man, mm -hmm. and uh, this guy eventually, he got knocked out, all his teeth gone. Okay. My dad saw that. Mm -hmm. And my dad probably wanted to maybe challenge me mm -hmm. because he's the one that many years ago said, you shouldn't be in the martial arts. And now that I know is that he never wanted me to overpower him. Mm -hmm. With that being said, I knew I could snap my dad's neck. Mm -hmm. But what honor is that? Correct. He's not my enemy. Correct. And I got trained to do that to the, my enemy, mm -hmm. to defend my cause. And my, 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 my philosophy is, you know, the art of fighting without fighting. So defense first, offense mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. So that's it. That's I love that. Talk. Yes, sir. That's real love, real talk right there. Man, yes, I'm sir. looking at this clock and I'm like, I'm, I'm glad I made it. I have so much <laughs> more to say about this subject, but good Pastor Starks, man. Hey, it, I'm it, so glad he came outside, man. I've been circling the block wow. in the neighborhood for a good little minute. Wow. I guess I'm not good at following directions, brother. My bad. Hey, hey, yeah, a great show, man. And uh, yeah, Russ, gotta, put it down. You know, all these yeah, shows, we just have to continue with a part two on it or or however we need to do because this one is just uh, this not even a th thumbnail. Mm. Well, you know, me and DJ Ron, we were talking, and for the audience out there that's listening, you know, um, we decided that uh, we're going to do a different format and that we're going to talk about current events that happens weekly. Because if you can talk about the past all you want, you can talk about certain things, but the current is the current, and you need to know how to function in the current, the day's system. And so when we talk about the Facebook killer, we, we talk about the young brother, uh, Hernandez, that mm -hmm. murdered mm -hmm. those, uh, he was uh, for the Patriots. And he murdered, this guy was part of the Mexican mob. And so he had no remorse. And then he just recently killed himself. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's some deep stuff, man. Oh, yeah. And people don't understand that. But then again, they're saying that the, the court system found out that he didn't do those murders. But the, but the guy he murdered, he did. <laughs> he did. And right. when he got off on the two, if, he, just like, if you hadn't killed the guy, he had got off on the two that they said he murdered. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Ignorance will kill you. Wow. Ignorance and lack of wisdom will, will get you out of here and make you believe that the only way out mm -hmm. is to take your life. Mm -hmm. And so he went the cowardly way, man. He didn't stand up and be a man. Now, I can't judge him. Mm -hmm. I'm just praying for I'm praying for the, the people that this, this, this man shot. All, all of these brothers are going off. Right. I think we just got to pray for these brothers that, uh, that they find them who they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So real. are we done, man? We are we out of here? I hate, I hate to get out of here, man. But uh, next time, next Thursday, 6 o'clock, actually 5.30, we're going to kick it with the monologue or the trilogue, dialogue, whatever we're going to do. We're going to keep it 100. We're going to be here with DJ Ron. We're going to have the Yule Log. We're going to have the Yule Log. Yeah, man, we're going <laughs> to kick it, man. We're going to answer your calls. If you want to call in, it's 951-520-1037. You here with Real Law, Real Talk Uncut. My boy DJ Rome from Northern my man. Cal. T. You know Russ, I made it, man. I'm really, really happy to be here. I'm really had to, glad to get be here with both of you brothers. Remember to check us out on the Facebook page, Real Love, Real Talk Uncut on the Facebook page. We'll be posting this show up on the quick fast. One love, y'all. One love. I'm ready. Uh -huh. If you're ready. If you're ready.
Just listen to an exclusive KCWG the Truth.com program on our subscription premium content channel. Thank you again for your support of KCWG the Truth.com, the best internet radio on the planet.